everyone to the Sister Stories podcast. This podcast's aim is to marvel at God's sovereignty over each of our lives as women and to encourage one another by sharing our stories. My name is Sophie and today I'm joined by Ruli. Hi Sophie. Hi Ruli. Um, first of all, can you tell us about who you are? Yeah, so my name is Ruli Falyon. I am originally from South Africa. I've been living in the UK since... 1996, um, although I still sound very South African. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I um, I grew up in a small town in South Africa called Neisner. It's on the Garden Route. Um, my mother and father had a um, small supermarket that was open seven days a week, 365 days a year. Um, I am the eldest of four children, although in... Um, Later years, my father remarried, and so I have a I have a half sister as well. So there are five mm. of us, and yeah. Wow. And um, I married to Hank, and Hank and I have a son, Jamie, who is uh, twenty three, going on twenty four. Oh, great! So um, we're going to be talking about uh, your journey to faith in the Lord Jesus, and. Um, and all of that and your story, really. Uh, but could you start by telling us a little bit about um, your childhood and your family background? So, as I mentioned, my parents had a supermarket which was open every day of the year. Mm. And so from a really early age, I started going to Sunday school uh, mm. because my, I guess for my mother, it was childcare to have us um, attending Sunday school every Sunday morning. And so in that sense, I would say um, I've had an awareness and an understanding of God for most of my life, if mm. not all of my life. And in fact, my father was Greek. Um, so I also grew up as a, I guess, in inverted commas, as a Greek Orthodox, although in the town we lived in, there wasn't a Greek church, so we never attended the Greek church. Um, and I remember chatting to my dad once about um, the concept of um, Christianity and faith, and he, he sort of looked at me in a perplexed way and said, but of course you're a Christian. You're a, you, were, you were christened in the Greek church. And so, <laughs> so my whole life I had this tussle between knowing that I believed in God, but not necessarily considering myself to be a Christian and not really understanding what it meant to be a Christian. But I would say, um, yes, I knew I've, I've known about God all my life, and I certainly never doubted that he existed, but I wasn't confident that I would call myself a Christian and didn't necessarily understand what that meant. So what did I have to do in order to be able to yeah. call myself a Christian? Mm, okay. Um, so obviously that has changed mm -hmm. over time. Uh, I'm just going to let you explain to us how that has happened. So I'll let you talk for a little bit. That's yes. Fine. Okay. Um, yeah. So as I say, I, I came to the UK in um, 96 and um, Jamie was born um, I think about seven years after we arrived in the UK mm. and um, and I'd say so I said I mentioned that as a child I went to church regularly I also went um, in my senior years at school I went to boarding school and Uh, we used to be allowed to go home every Sunday, but before we went home, we had to go to church. So I continued to go to church 
in my teenage years um, at university. Um, I had a, I actually had a friend who um, was Catholic and um, like the Greek Orthodox, it's very rules-based and um, it was quite interesting because as a Catholic, they felt they had to go to church every Sunday, irrespective of what happened between Monday and Saturday. And the church she went to happened to be quite fun and vibey. They did a lot of um, worshipping and it was full of students. So I actually went along with her quite often um, to her Sunday services. And then, and then I guess as I moved out of that period of formal education and moved into sort of more uh, adult life, I stopped going to church. And um, there was a point after I'd come to the UK where my brother had um, attended an alpha course in South Africa and he had become a Christian and he was encouraging me uh, to go back to church. And at the time, there were a lot of things going on in my life that I felt no, I'm not good enough to go to church. God won't want me in this state. I need to sort myself out first. Mm. And my brother was saying to me, no, but if you go to church, then you may find that God will help you sort out your problems. And I thought, I thought, no, that's, that, that can't be right. I need to sort them out first. Mm. Um, and then roll forward <clears throat> to 2013 when I was diagnosed with cancer and I suddenly realized, okay, I definitely can't sort out my problems. I need God to help me sort out my problems. Mm. Um, and um, I remember the day after I was diagnosed, I um, one of the first people that I that I felt I needed and wanted to speak to was Catherine Cooper, who I had met many years previously when our sons played tennis together. Um, and so although we weren't close friends, I knew that she attended church. I had actually attended um, the the previous iteration of Cornerstone a few years earlier, um, mainly because I wanted my son to get into a church school and I knew that if I went to church, that would move me up the list. So that wasn't a very um, – that obviously didn't – that worked in terms of Jamie's schooling, but it didn't work in terms of my faith because mm. I, it felt like a chore rather than something that I was that I wanted to do. Yeah. But anyway, so I knew Catherine went to church. I knew she was a strong Christian, and so she was the first person that I thought to contact and um, to speak mm. to. And she came round and we prayed, and um, and that that immediately gave me a feeling of peace and an, and a, and a knowledge that this was the right this was the right path to be taking. Mm. Um, and it was in during that time that I would say I, um, I prayed to God and asked Jesus to come into my life, and it's from that point that I would call myself a Christian. But mm. um, from I would say from that point onwards, there were still many moments when I struggled with mm. the, the notion um, but also um, started to gain from the time that I started attending Cornerstone, started to gain an understanding of what the difference was between believing in God and calling yourself a Christian mm -hmm. and understanding that it was it had absolutely nothing to do with me and I didn't need to do anything. Yeah. I didn't need to be perfect. In fact, 
Um, none of us are perfect, and it's through God's help that we start to change. Um, and mm. it's quite interesting how sometimes we hear someone telling us that. So your brother was trying to tell you that, but God lets us fall in a sense and lets us experience this experience it for ourselves um, in the way that brings us to him much more personally. So I yes. see it as, I'm, uh, yes. as a teacher, when you explain something to children very exactly. abstractly, they don't get it. Yeah. But then when they make the mistake, mm-hmm. then they get it because they've come to experience what it's like. And I feel like God has let you experience these things on your own. That's right. Even, even yes. if your brother had probably gone through. Yes, Maybe yes. similar things, actually. Yes, yeah. Um, it's. I mean, it's. Yeah. Um, it's. It's in. It's. It's quite incredible, and. Um, and I guess that's. That's in part the difference between um, the the knowledge of God mm-hmm. and the living of God. And I remember um, one of the sermons um, in my early days after I had joined Cornerstone. Um, Phil Cooper was doing a, a sermon on the concepts of justification mm. and sanctification. And um, he was um, explaining that we are, you know, we are justified through grace and there's absolutely nothing that we mm. need to do in order to be saved. But if there is no evidence of sanctification in our lives, um, can we be certain yeah. that we have actually been justified? And so it's that living and experiencing and changing mm. that starts to bring you closer and and gives you that awareness of, of what it truly is to be a Christian. And mm. I remember one of the first things that I did with Catherine was um, we used to meet on a regular basis and we'd, we worked through the Roman series that um, Mm. Pete and Anne Woodcock have developed. And I remember one of the first questions in the booklet was, is there a difference between religion and Christianity? (laughs) And I thought, no, it's the same thing. (laughs) That was my first mistake. No, yes, there is a massive difference. And it's interesting in, in the world how people interchange those two concepts and don't see any difference between yeah. being religious and being a Christian. And and they yeah. will often say to you, to me, oh, you're you're religious now. And I'm like, no, I'm not religious. I'm a Christian. Yeah. No. I feel like it's one of these terms that gets redefined and understood properly. Yes. Once you are in the community of Christians. But whenever you try to explain it to someone else, they don't understand it because they haven't. It's a very experiential thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which is really interesting. Yeah. I think it would be good for us to go back a little bit on a couple of things you've mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, first of all, I'm curious to hear about your parents' reaction to your brother's conversion and yours, because coming from an Orthodox background, especially your dad, or even your mum, not really valuing church mm-hmm. as church. How did they react to your brother's faith and, and to yours, really? Well, that that was actually quite amazing because through my brother's faith, my mother started attending church regularly, and she was probably a bit like me. She'd been brought up in a home where she knew about God but didn't necessarily actually um, 
wouldn't call herself a Christian, mm. but she started going to church regularly and and I would say my I would now say my mother is a Christian. Mm. Um, unfortunately, um, as she's gotten older, she's also um, got dementia, and so that's been tough. But she's she she's definitely um, her faith and her and her belief and her trust in God is mm. is clear to see, which is just wonderful. Praise um, the Lord. Yeah. the The trickier one was my dad because, as I said, he <clears throat> in in his sort of makeup was the was the belief that he is a christian mm. because he's a greek orthodox and the two kind of go hand in hand and and sadly um in december 2020 we lost my dad to mm. covid and one of the sort of most burning questions and and fears that i had was that he hadn't transitioned from this um, uh, sort of formal view of knowing about a God but not actually trusting in God. Mm. And I had a conversation with my brother who said to, to, said to me that he, over the years, had had many conversations with my dad mm. about the difference between knowing God and trusting God and that they had actually at some point um, a few years ago had a moment where they had prayed and my dad had acknowledged it. And so I, it, it really gave me a strong sense of peace that my dad too could be called mm. a Christian and hadn't just gone from someone who believed in God to actually someone yeah. who knew God. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. And yeah, again, praise God that he somehow used your brother and I as as models yes. for your parents yes. and yes. following in their in their steps really um that's great really and so we've talked a lot about how you became a christian and, mm -hmm. and that um that story i wonder how um more recently the lord has been working in your life and especially in the last few years with covid and and obviously losing your dad as well mm. um what what things you have learned in that time really yeah so i think um because um so as I mentioned, I was diagnosed with cancer in 2013, mm. but um, because my diagnosis came quite late, um, I've had I, I would the term that they use to define my situation is living with cancer. So mm. in the in the years since 2013, I have had multiple um, treatments and I have checkups every three months, and so it's a constant. Um, mm. almost fear and issue that I that I have to confront, and I'd say um, my faith has been a key part of that. In the sense mm. that um, I trust in God completely. Not that He would that not that He will necessarily always ensure that I have an all clear or a successful treatment plan, but that whatever the outcome. He will be there, and that I have hope beyond what might um, what might come, yeah. kind of afterwards. So, so, so in that sense, um, my faith has been a tremendous 
source of support and and along the way things like my home group have been have been key i mean we have an amazing home group and paul morally our home group leader is constantly um sending us words of encouragement and bible mm. verses that just often speak to you so loudly and clearly that it's just amazing and yeah. they they're incredibly supportive in terms of um encouraging me not only spiritually, but also just in my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that because of my experience and because of what I've been through, COVID was not that big a deal for me in the sense, mm-hmm. obviously I lost my dad, which was incredibly sad, but but coming to terms with the fact that we have this life-changing event that is forcing us to completely change the way we think about life and live life I feel I've I had already experienced that. Yeah. So so for me in some ways covid I wouldn't say it was a blessing <laughs> but what I, the the positives that I took out of covid was the fact that I got to work from home every day which I loved because mm. I'm at the point in life where I'm thinking do I really want to be going up to town every day and <laughs> being able to do what I do from the comfort of my home was really great. Mm. Um I got to I got to have, you know, everyone always talks about a work-life balance. Well, saving three hours of day commuting gives you a lot more balance in your life. Yeah. Um, and so I guess the only thing that was that was tough about COVID was the fact that you couldn't physically see people. But again, mm. I thought Cornerstone did an amazing job of helping us to stay connected with the yeah. challenges and the meetings over Zoom and so yeah, so I'd mm-hmm. say um, the lessons that I learned, I learned them back in 2013, and it was they were just it was just a continued application mm. of, of that rather yeah. than. And that's really God's grace, isn't it? That in a sense He prepared you for COVID yes. and, and all the rest of that. Although, I, as you say, it's not comparable in a sense. It's mm. a very different situation, mm. but. Um, he uses circumstances in our lives that we've already experienced yeah. to teach yeah. us and to carry on but, um, and, teaching And I think us. Bec- because yeah. COVID was something that affected everybody, um, obviously mm. in time we realized that it affected, it potentially affected older people much more than it affect, potentially affected younger people. Mm-hmm. But at the point where we first knew about it, we were faced with that, okay, this is something that's bringing my mortality into yeah. focus in a much keener way than anything has before. And so thinking about that and thinking about, well, where does that leave me and what do I believe and where do I place my trust, I think was key and was probably, um, I, I would hope that for Christians gave them comfort in that they knew where their hope and their faith and their trust yeah. was but still didn't necessarily make the day-to-day dealing of it any easier. Yes, of course. Um, we haven't really mentioned your husband, Hank, and, and your son, Jamie, in all of this. And I wonder how they reacted or, or yeah, how they reacted to your um, getting cancer and, yeah, to your situation, really. Yeah, so, so Jamie, Jamie was 15 at the time that mm. I was diagnosed um, and... Jamie and I have always been close, Mm. but I would say this made us even closer. Mm. Um, And there was a time 
um, because at the same time as me then starting to come to Cornerstone, Jamie actually started attending the um, the youth group sessions. Um, what's it? He started attending Rooted because mm. he he was he was friends with Matthew, and then from there he actually for a while started coming to church with me, which I was really excited and pleased about. Mm. Um, since then, he's. He, he's drifted away and doesn't come to church regularly, but I know that the seed is there, and mm. I just pray that that God that that God will find a way mm. to call him, and that he will, you know, that at some point he he will return. Um, what was very interesting is he was, although he wasn't coming to church, he was very very diligent about making sure. I was going to church and attending anything that he thought I should be attending. So, mm. um, so I thought that was quite interesting. Um, <laughs> Hank, um, Hank is similar to me in the sense that he grew up in a home. Um, I'd say he did actually grow up in a Christian home, um, although they went to. Um, he grew up in an Afrikaans home, and they mm. went to the Dutch Reformed Church in South Africa, which I think is very, very rules-based and, you know, you Mm. will not do anything on Sundays because Sunday is the day of rest. Um, Mm. And so that probably was more discouraging than it was encouraging. Mm. So, yes, I would say Hank, like me, has a – or like – like me previously, has a knowledge of God Mm. but not necessarily a relationship with God. I see. Okay. Um, Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think we're going to finish with this question. Um, In all that you've experienced in your life, what advice would you give to a younger Christian based on on your experience really and what you've been through? Um, So I would say that through your life, there will be times when you will be tested Mm. and you will have doubts. Um, but don't necessarily take them as evidence that you are not on the right path or that God is not walking with you, Um, but continue to use the resources around you, your church, your home group, Mm -hmm. your Bible readings, to remind you that God is with you and ha- and to continue to have faith and to place your trust in him. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really important, isn't it? Especially when, I mean, as you have experienced, when we get through a difficulty and a, a really tough situation, if we're not prepared for that mm. by God, then this is quite, this is even more difficult. Um, and obviously sometimes, like in your case, he uses that to draw us to him. But that's right. Uh, and yeah. then sometimes he uses it further down the line to teach us even more. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, Rudy. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, and thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, that's all for today's episode of Sister Stories. But join us again next time.